three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you guys are having a great week so far. So, I've got a review here for um, the Sun, uh, the Sunlit Night, which is directed by David uh, Nint, who uh, directed... Um, this movie wetlands that came out in 2014 which i haven't seen yet but i've heard nothing but good stuff from the people who i've talked to who have seen it it's a 91 percent of rotten tomatoes and it's written by uh rebecca uh i'm saying dinerstein dinerstein who also wrote the book that this is based on so okay um this <laughs> This is going to be, an, I'll, I'll just make this very short. It sucks. It's not a good movie. But if you want to know more, I'm going to have to share my displeasure for one simple reason. Jenny Slate. I am a huge fan of Jenny Slate. I think she is, I, I really think she is a roll away from showing people like, hey, like, I'm amazing. Like, I, I think she's ready to hit that next level of, of, of fame. Uh, if you haven't seen her uh, stand-up special, um, uh, Jenny, Stage, Stage, uh, Jenny Slate Stage Fright, sh- that, it's excellent. It's on Netflix. It's something I highly recommend. It might be something I actually watch and review. But even something like Venom, where she's not in the film for very long, uh, if you guys remember, she was in Gifted with Chris Evans because they used to date, uh, and that was back in 2017. I really think Jenny Slate has a lot of talent, um, and it's it's a bummer to see her in what I think is such a mediocre film. So she plays Frances, who is, of course, a girl who is just, uh, she's an artist. The movie opens up with her having her art critiqued, and we always talk about how, you know, art is subjective, and, you know, uh, I mean, hell, film is too. Uh, not all films, but, but, you know, what you like is subjective, and these critics, these art critics, just kind of look at her pain and go, yep, this is bland, this is, like, run-of-the-mill, and I'll tell you right now, they're 100% correct, it, it is completely run-of-the-mill, there's no passion in it, it doesn't, it feels very much like she is being an artist because her, her family is just kind of creative in general, her dad, um, is Mary Service does the, uh, does the artwork for, like, uh, like, uh, not physician's books, but, like, for, like, school books, like, medical books, so the family isn't filled with starving artists, but, uh, you know, they're not millionaires, but they're doing all right, and so her sister, uh, gets engaged, uh, uh, Morella, I believe, her sister gets engaged, and they're at the dinner table talking, and her dad, played by the amazing David Paymer, who I, I love David Paymer. I was so sad to see him, <laughs> to see him in this, but he uh, he just goes, oh yeah, your mom and I are getting divorced, just very casually drops at the dinner table, and so this kind of sends her into a tailspin, and so she decides to go to Norway to, quote, find herself, unquote, and 
I think the thing that bothers me the most about this movie is that it's a shorter version of something like Eat, Pray, uh, Eat, Pray, Love. This is over 90, this is also over 90 minutes. This is 106 minutes, so it's right around two hours. If this had been maybe 85 minutes, 90 minutes, I probably wouldn't have hated it as bad, but the film itself, it's just a film my, my grandpa used to always have the phrase, you know, used to always have the saying of, uh, you know, why go around the block when you can just go next door? Or it's just like, sometimes you don't need to do a loop. Sometimes you just need to keep things simple. And this really felt like a case of this being overthought. Um, so Francis ends up going ahead and taking an, uh, an internship or an apprenticeship uh, with this famous, uh, with this famous uh, actor, who I'm not even going to try to pronounce the actor's name, but he plays Niles, and she ends up going to Norway, and he just needs someone to help uh, help him paint a barn. And the thing about this is that, yeah, she goes to Norway, and if there is any positive about this film, the, the cinematography, I thought was actually really well, I thought the cinematography was actually really well done. There are these very beautiful sweeping shots of Norway where you just kind of go like, oh, wow, that's like, that's genuinely beautiful. Um, it feels like a, not like a nature documentary, but it does feel similar to uh, National Geographic, not quite on that, you know, brilliant level, but it does feel like they really took some time in trying to make the film itself feel special uh, from that front. But that's really the biggest compliment I can give it. Uh, Jenny Slate is so incredibly charming, naturally, and she does have these little glimpses. Uh, there's a scene where her and Niles are driving in this car, and he and she's making him laugh. And it's a very endearing scene. It's only like a few minutes, but I kind of went, oh, okay. Uh, but that scene leads to her uh, meeting uh, Alex Sharp's character, and that right there is the probably the biggest problem with this film. Uh, Alex Sharp plays Yasha. So Yasha, you find out, loses, uh, has lost his dad, and Francis and Yasha, they, they really try to force this romance between the two of them. And the thing is, this movie not just uh, reminds me of Eat Pray, uh, Eat, Pray, Love, it reminds me of Where'd You Go, Bernadette. But at least Where'd You, uh, Where'd you Go, Bernadette, it almost feels like, Things are just kind of like she's having problems at, with, within her marriage and she's trying to be a perfect mom. So you can at least kind of justify, oh, wow, like she needed to get out and take some time for herself. I get that. Uh, Frances is just taking time out for herself because she doesn't know how to be an artist. And so she goes out of st out of the country, you know, to work for this guy. And it just it doesn't feel like she learns anything at the end of the day. I mean, just in the very basic, basic concept of the hero's journey, she learns fucking nothing. Uh, I normally, you know, I've been trying to stay away from spoilers a little more, but I gotta be honest, I have to drop this spoiler because it is my genuine crux um, with the film. So there is a genuine Viking funeral here uh, with Yasha for his dad. Um, his mom, I believe it's his mom, 
played by uh, Jillian Anderson, who's in this for maybe five minutes. It was really weird <laughs> that she popped up. I was actually more confused. I was like, why is Jillian Anderson here? She plays uh, Olana, and Zach Galifianakis is in here who plays uh, uh, Haldor, and Haldor is a member of this, uh, like, like this really this group of modern-day Vikings who go ahead and are kind of just living off the land or living more in, like, huts and kind of off the grid. That was, that could have been interesting, but they gloss over it so quickly. It's really like they introduced them just to go ahead and have the, the Viking funeral. And it's just, it's such a, like, the scene, it's supposed to be kind of emotional, but it's really played for laughs between because there's a scene between Haldor and Oyana who have this argument. And the movie... It, it feels like it's clashing within itself. It feels like it really doesn't know if it wants to be more of a comedy or if it wants to be like a dramedy. It, it, it can't have its cake and eat it too. It just doesn't really know how it wants to balance everything. And it comes across very apparent in this scene. The thing that drove me absolutely nuts is that not just that they're forcing the Francis Yasha um, romance, which I just do not think Jamie Slate and Alex Sharp had any real chemistry on a romantic front it's just it, it felt it, it's almost like on Buffy uh like see like I like think season four or five when they were trying to kind of force a Buffy Xander romance and you just kind of go all right you need to stop <laughs> trying this right now uh it's very similar to that it just felt very awkward and it felt like the movie really wanted them to be a couple without putting in the work to actually establish them. But Francis is just a very hollow character, and the film doesn't do enough to warrant her attempted change. And Yasha is just kind of a one-note, kind of, you know, brooding guy who happens to bright up, brighten up a little bit when he's around Francis, but at the end of the day, that's not enough. Like, him, his dad dying, that can't be the only thing about his character, and it feels like that's really all they give you. There is a scene with Francis and Yasha, and you'll know it when you get there. It's near the end of the film that I went, nope, absolutely not. I am not accepting that. It is incredibly frustrating, and it really shows at the end of the day that Francis has learned nothing. This whole attempt to find herself really was, again, for nothing, and, you know, the film, you know, it ends with this, uh, or near the end of the film, there's a speech about, uh, that Levi, her dad, gives about, you know, being a good person, about falling in love, and by the end of the film, I was just so over it, and, you know, they do that zoom in on Francis, like, oh, she's completely understanding what he's saying, and I just, no, <laughs> like, no, it, it, it really just came across like the film had a checklist of stuff that they felt like they needed to include, but didn't know how to actually sell what they're, uh, what they're presenting you, and that in itself is the most frustrating thing. Uh, Jane Slate's an executive producer on this, too. Like, I, I, I'm sure she wants to move, you know, more into that realm besides just acting, but this was not the film for her to go ahead and try to show out in, and... Also, the film opens up with Francis having a leech pulled from her ass, like, at the dining room, at, at the kitchen table, and everyone's just so nonplussed by it, like, oh, this is totally fine. Um, 
yeah, it, it, this is an incredibly frustrating movie. And look, I, I, I'm going to keep saying it. Jane Slate is an incredible actress. I know this is not her floor. I mean, everyone does bad shit. I mean, I, I, I get that. But this was just particularly disappointing because... It re- like the trailer really sells you on the fact that there's more to this movie and it's a very hollow film. So don't be fooled by the trailers. I, I, I oh man, I'm really torn on what to give this. I'm gonna give this. I, I can't give this a go fuck yourself because while what happens at the near the end of the film does anger me, I wasn't angry throughout the whole film. I was just bored. I was like, why is this a thing? So I'm gonna give this an F. Uh, not for fun. Um, <laughs> this, this just this just isn't a good flick. And if you, this is one of those films that if you watched it and you told me, oh, I love this, I just wouldn't talk to you about film anymore because I think this is so hollow that you're you're just trying to project yourself and what you want this film to be instead of accepting what you got. So yeah, this is an F for me, but. Everyone, have you seen uh, The Sunlit Night? I almost called it The Sun Kissed Night. That probably would have been better. Uh, <laughs> let us know what you thought in the comments below. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. You can go ahead and follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at NearmanTheFirst. And you can go ahead and like, share, and subscribe. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating. You can go ahead and find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, TuneUp, and Spotify at The Real Pineapple. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up this week uh, for uh, The Umbrella Academy Seasons 1 and 2. Um, And uh, yeah, we'll have some other stuff for you as well. Stay safe out there, wear a mask, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.